All right, guys, welcome back to the Conversion Everyday Podcast. Um, this is episode two. Super excited to talk today about um, another experience I had that I shared about on Facebook, but I wanted to talk a little bit more about it. Um, if you missed episode one, you're welcome to go back and listen to it. It is on Spotify and Anchor, and those links are on my Facebook. And uh, I will be posting every single day. Um, so I hope that you guys enjoy. Some episodes will be shorter than others um, because it'll just be more spiritual thoughts. But um, yeah, I'm going to be posting every single day and I hope that you enjoy it. So today I wanted to talk a little bit more about um, the lesson that I taught in Elders Quorum about a month and a half ago. Um, first of all, I got this call to teach this lesson from the Elders Quorum president and I responded immediately and I was like, yes, I want to do it because I was preparing for my mission and I was super gung-ho and I was like, this is going to be super good. This is going to be good for me to prepare and to learn and get some teaching experience under my belt. Um, and as it got closer, um, Tyler in classic Tyler fashion, uh, just like all of my high school assignments and a lot of work assignments, I procrastinated it until the end. And it got to the week of, and I started preparing, and I was like, I am scared out of my mind to give this lesson. And the reason being is because the people in my ward are people that I all look up to. A lot of them outage me by like 25 to 55 years, you know, and they're people that I have looked up to since I was younger and that are super wise, funny, fun, and they're most importantly, ridiculously dedicated to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, but you know, besides the feeling of wishing that I prepared a little bit better than I had, it went super well. Um, so the talk that I was uh, assigned to speak on was uh, Christ is Risen, Faith in Him Will Move Mountains by President Nelson. And that was from the April 2021 Sunday morning session. This is a super good talk and it's a super hopeful talk. So if you want to go back and listen to that, I would encourage you to do that. Um, just a side note before I go into what I was going to say. Um, I found that it's very easy to listen to conference talks in the car, especially with long drives. You can knock out, you know, even even if you're going from Lehigh to Provo, you know, it's you can get two conference talks knocked out in that drive and it's super fun and takes a little bit of giving, getting used to and it's kind of weird to not listen to music but for me um, I listen to conference talks occasionally while I'm driving and it's super helpful um, but anyways so during the talk we came to a point where we were talking about mustard seeds and the quote from the talk basically said the mustard seed starts small but grows into a tree large enough for birds to nest in its branches the mustard seed represents a small but growing faith um, you know, someone, someone made a comment, um, about a quote they had seen that had, you know, a couple statements that were similar to this. Um, and it was said basically brushing your teeth for 15 seconds is better than not brushing your teeth at all. Reading one verse in the book of Mormon is better than reading none at all. Going for a two minute jog is better than not running at all. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, my dad basically, he, he made a quote, um, and I, I can't remember what it was from, but it said, not only does the Lord recognize effort, he loves effort. Um, I went on to tell a little bit more about my, my story. I opened up and I was like, you know, for church with me, it was basically, I'd go to sacrament, I'd go home, I'd go to sacrament, go to Taco Bell, I'd go to sacrament, play video games. And in my mind, it was perceived as complete complacency just me being completely lazy, kind of just comfortable where I was, 
and just stuck, you know. Um, I proceeded to, you know, talk about that and I was about to, you know, get this great idea in my head and talk about how that was complacency and I, I should have been better, you know, and um, I went on to say like, yeah, that was great and all, but we can't get complacent like I was. And I tried to make this point to the class and I was thinking that all of these people were going to be like, yeah, great insight, Tyler. You know, I was like, I was totally thinking that was going to happen. And um, then someone, you know, raised their hand and they, they cut me off and they were like, would you be here teaching this class right now if you hadn't have just come to sacrament, you know, like just attended sacrament, just went to young men's, just read one verse. And I was like ridiculously caught off guard. I kind of sat there and I like, I still remember like almost like fumbling for words. Like I would like try and start to talk and it was almost like, you know, like a little syllable came out, but I wasn't <laughs> saying coherent sentences. Um, what I was saying was completely incoherent. And I looked around the room and everybody else is kind of like nodding and they're kind of nodding their heads in approval. And all of a sudden my view was completely changed. Um, now, while I feel like there is a time still, you know, part of, part of what I said, I feel like is still valid. You know, um, the way that I think that Satan gets to us is by complacency, but there's a difference between complacency and doing the things that are keeping you afloat, you know, and keeping the things that, um, are keeping you closer to God, even if that's only one or two things, keeping those things going. And for me, that was attending sacrament meeting, you know, even half of sacrament meeting, you know, I would show up, I'd sit by my mom, I'd give her a hug, and then I'd leave before the meeting was over, you know, a lot of the time that was all that I was doing. And then I was leaving. Um, so as I had thought for a long time about this, you know, I was thinking like, this is something that, you know, I always perceived as me just not doing enough, you know, but that was still effort on my end, you know, and the Lord absolutely still recognized that I was still doing something to stay close to him or as close as possible. And I thought about it even more. And I was like, you know, what would have happened if I would have stopped coming to sacrament altogether? You know, what would have happened if I would have tuned out my parents when they were bearing their testimonies? What would have happened if I wouldn't have attended different church events that involved family members and friends. And to be completely honest, I don't know where I would be, you know, like he said, you know, he asked if I would be teaching this lesson, if I would have stopped coming to sacrament meeting. And the answer was absolutely no. You know, I was already pretty, what I felt like was pretty far away from the church. And I had only a couple things that were keeping me close and that were keeping me driven and that were keeping me close to God, period. And if I would have cut those out, where would I have ended up? Um, so basically what I'm trying to get across with this is there's probably a decent amount of people that are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, you know, man, I'm in that cycle, you know. I'm only reading one verse of scriptures and I'm not even going to church or it might be, you know, I go to church, but I don't read my scriptures at all, you know, or I go to half of church, you know, like whatever it may be, you're probably in a similar situation. Um, maybe not completely, but 
there are definitely things that you can compare between what I've gone through and probably what you're feeling at this moment. Um, so my challenge to you is to continue doing the things that seem simple, the things that are very, you know, simple in the gospel that are keeping you closer to God. If you're only reading one verse in the Book of Mormon a week, you know, and that's all that you can do, you don't want to do any more, you don't feel like you can do any more, keep that up because the Lord will recognize that effort and he will recognize that you want to be close to him. And eventually you will come to a point where it's like, man, this clicked. I'm going to do more now. If you're just going to sacrament meeting, you know, and you don't feel like you can do more, continue going to sacrament meeting, you know, don't stop going to sacrament meeting because that's the exact opposite of what the savior would want you to do. You know, if you're, if you're just praying in the mornings and not at night, keep praying in the mornings, you know, but the other thing that I would add on top of that, you know, keep doing those things, but pray for strength to do more, pray for the desire to do more. For me, it was praying for the desire to understand the book of Mormon and to understand the teachings and to have the desire to serve a mission, to have the desire to learn, you know, all of those things. If you put in even the most subtle amount of effort, the Lord will recognize that, you know? So if you, if you read one verse in your Book of Mormon last night and you went to bed thinking like, man, that just, that wasn't enough. I feel so lazy. The Lord recognizes that you read one verse. That is effort. That is even the smallest amount of effort. And he recognizes that. But what I would do is challenge you to pray for more. And however long that takes, however, you know, long it takes for you to feel comfortable with doing more, you know, that's, that's an individual and personal thing, but pray that you can learn more and do more through the savior and his atonement. Because for me, if I wouldn't, if, if I would have stopped doing those simple things, I don't know where I would be today and I might be lost. So I would challenge you to keep doing those simple things, you know, those things that, you know, other people might perceive as laziness and other people might perceive as complacency and other people might perceive as not enough. It is enough. The Savior recognizes that effort. And even if it's not where you need to be, it's where you need to be at this exact moment. And as long as you pray for more strength and to become stronger and to do more in the future, the savior will recognize that effort. Um, you know, that's, it, it, it changed my entire life when I realized what those things did for me, you know, and how, how that really changed my life. Thinking about, you know, just, just thinking about how those little things kept me around, you know, it's, it's, it's just crazy to think about to me. Um, but I hope that was helpful. Um, I'm now going to move on on my Facebook a couple days ago. Um, I posted, uh, or maybe it was yesterday. I don't remember. A lot of days are blurring together, um, at the moment, but I posted, uh, on my Facebook and, um, asked people to ask questions about the atonement. And the first one that I wanted to get to, I'll probably answer one or two of these, um, with every episode of this podcast. But the first one says, when life is super hard, how can I still follow the atonement? Um, 
And I would, uh, I would rephrase the question a little bit too. When life is super hard, how can I utilize the atonement? And what I would like to say to you personally and to everybody else listening is that when life is super hard, the atonement is especially needed in that moment. Um, and I would like to note that the atonement isn't just for our mistakes and transgressions and um, sins. You know, the atonement is for our pains, our sorrows, our anxieties, depression, disease, whatever it may be, the atonement helps in all aspects of life. So if you had an argument with your roommate last night and you're wondering like, man, how can I, you know, how can the atonement help me here? The Savior felt that. The Savior felt the pain that you're having right now, you know, or, you know, if you, if you, um, gotten an argument with your parents, you know, the savior felt the pain and sorrow that you're feeling. So what I would say is, you know, when, when life is extra hard, you know, how can I use the atonement? That's the specific time you should use the atonement. Um, now is it kind of hard to like understand how to use the atonement and how to start using the atonement? Yes, absolutely. And a lot of times it's uncomfortable to use the atonement at the beginning eventually you'll understand that the savior loves you infinitely and that it is not meant to be an uncomfortable or hard thing, but it is meant to be a thing full of love and growth. Um, so when life is super hard, um, and I'm talking to whoever asked this question, you know, when life is super hard, pray that the savior's atonement can help you in whatever aspect of life that you feel like you need the most right now. Whether that be with schoolwork, whether that be with work, whether that be with your family, whether that be with, you know, health, whatever that is, pray that you can feel the Savior's atoning sacrifice in your life and you'll be able to feel it. Um, I, I know that I've felt it with a million different things, you know, and I'm learning every day, you know, how the Savior's atonement helps me, you know. And I, I just feel, you know, it's, it's infinite, you know, the best, my, my favorite word to describe the Savior's atonement is infinite. Um, and it's infinite for a number of reasons. But the reason that I'm speaking of right now is because it's infinite, because whatever you're feeling, he felt and he understands and he can help you. So when life is super hard, and when life feels like it's getting you down even more than usual, that's okay. Pray that the Savior's atonement can help you, you know. Because you can use that atonement all the time and the Savior's love will wrap you up like this giant warm hug. And is it going to get better immediately? Probably not because we're on this earth to learn and grow and to experience trials. But when we're using the Savior's atonement and when we're utilizing that gift and when we're trying to live our life in accordance with the gospel, even with the smallest effort, even like, you know, that of the mustard seed, we're going to grow and we're going to feel happier and we're going to be able to get through our trials and we're going to be able to understand our trials. Um, something I studied last night, you know, and that I'd like to invite you to go study. Uh, I'm on the Mosiah 16. Um, I'm going to start reading more. Don't worry. But at the moment, um, just a chapter a day, the last couple days. Um, and I'd like to read um, verse uh, 8. And I think it's just eight and nine. Yeah, I'm going to read eight and nine for you. And it says, but there is a resurrection. Therefore, the grave hath no victory and the sting of death is swallowed up in Christ. 
He is the light and the life of the world, yea, a light that is endless, that can never be darkened, yea, and also a life which is endless, that there can be no more death. How powerful is that scripture? He is the light and the life of the world, yea, a light that is endless. I just, wow. I read that last night and the the hope, like, it was almost like I felt like my eyes were just like shining. Like, I just, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. I just felt so hopeful and happy when I read that. I'm going to read it one more time just because I feel like it's so awesome. He is the light and the life of the world, yea, a light that is endless and that can never be darkened. Amazing. Um, last thing I'll say, you know, I've never finished the Book of Mormon. I'm almost halfway through. I've never gotten this far in the Book of Mormon before, and I hate reading, so my challenge to you is start at your own pace and start going because when it comes to reading, I'm not a big fan, but I love reading the Book of Mormon. And I used to have a hard time reading the Book of Mormon, but now it's like every time I read the Book of Mormon, it's not even like a chore. Occasionally I felt like it was a chore growing up. You know, I was like, man, I got to read my scriptures tonight. But now it's like I get to read my scriptures tonight and I'm so excited. But, um, you know, ask any questions, you know, they'll remain completely anonymous. I'd love to answer them the best that I can. I'm definitely not an expert, but, um, I would love to share my experiences and my thoughts with you. Um, and again, it will remain completely anonymous. Um, I love you all. Thank you again for tuning in. Um, I'll be back tomorrow with some new thoughts and some new stories. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to share it with your friends and family and anyone that needs, um, you know, some hope in their life right now. Um, and I hope that my story can impact, you know, your life for good and that you can understand how much your Savior loves you or start to understand, because obviously we will never understand how much our Savior loves us. Um, but I love you all, and thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you guys have a fantastic day.